Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is October 21st, 2016. My name is Philip Rosmanike. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. And <sighs> big exhale. The preseason is over and it ended in incredible fashion. We'll have a complete breakdown of the Orlando Magic's overtime win over the New Orleans Pelicans. Yes, free preseason basketball for everybody uh, in what was the dress rehearsal for the Orlando Magic. I'll have a complete breakdown of that game coming up on today's show as well as a look at some of our preseason takeaways, some some last thoughts as we turn to the weekend and then turn toward the regular season. And then I'll answer your questions in today's mini mailbag. Uh, before we get there, though, I do want to remind everyone, uh, if you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Audio Boom, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts. We're probably there, uh, ready for you to download and listen to us. Uh, it's the best way for the podcast to gain more notoriety. The best place is actually to do that is to, to give us a five-star rating and tell everyone what you think of the show. Uh, so you can do that online. Obviously, that helps us ra- rise in the ratings. The Locked On Podcast Network is the fastest-growing Sports Podcast Network on iTunes, and, and we're very thankful for that and want to continue to grow and continue to get better. And, and you know, there's so many great podcasts on the network, but uh, Locked On Magic certainly should be one that, that you listen to often, I hope. Uh, but also tell your friends, let everyone know with Orlando Magic season around the corner, this is the place to be to learn more and, and discover more about the Orlando Magic at the inside scoop on the Orlando Magic. And it will get us started today uh, to close out this week, to close out this Friday. We'll get us started with this crazy game that happened over at the Amway Center, this preseason finale, the Orlando Magic defeat the New Orleans Pelicans 114-111 for their second preseason win. But this one, kind of like that first preseason win, like I said, against the Indiana Pacers where the Magic closed a game. This game had it all. Uh, The first half was complete... Uh, devastation. The second half was complete exhilaration. Uh, what happened at the end of this game? Well, the Magic fell behind by 23 points in the first half. They looked completely lifeless and dead. Uh, I was getting mention after mention after mention after mention saying, this is bad. This is bad. This is bad. I can't believe how bad the Magic are playing. There's no chance they make the playoffs. They're only going to win 20, 25 games. You know, all this negativity. And I kept saying, it's preseason. Don't worry. Don't go crazy. You had this sinking suspicion, you know, mainly maybe because of the opponent the Magic were playing. No one's expecting a lot from the New Orleans Pelicans this year. But you had this sinking suspicion that, that the Magic could find a way to turn this around if they just played with the energy they needed. And so they come out in the second half and play with incredible energy, incredible physicality, and essentially dominate the New Orleans Pelicans, capped off by a 30-24th quarter. Uh, I, if I'm not mistaken, in fourth quarter and overtime, the Magic held the Pelicans to something like a 69 offensive rating, like incredible defensive numbers uh, in the in that thir- in that fourth quarter, especially in overtime, as the Magic come from behind and steal a win, and this was very much stealing a win. So, how exactly did it happen? Uh, 
a lot of guys had their hands on it, but you got to give the game ball to Alfred Payton. Uh, Alfred Payton's taken a lot of heat for the last year, essentially, it seems like, and he delivered in a big way for the Magic today. He hit a he hit the game-tying three-pointer uh, with about a minute and a half to go, with about a minute to play, I think. Banked it banked it off the glass. Had the confidence to keep shooting. He, he missed a shot at the end of regulation that would have won the game. Um, maybe not the best decision, but again, he still had the confidence to shoot it. And when it came to his turn to, to win the game, he got into the paint, did a nice uh, reverse pivot move to create some separation, get over the defender, make a little floater, Ends the game, pretty wins the game, puts the Magic up two. The Magic get a stop on the other end. I think what was more important is they get that stop on the other end. Uh, they they they're Evan Fournier did a fantastic job in the second half, digging down, getting getting his hand onto the ball, disrupting the timing of New Orleans offense, and and generating steals and turnovers. Uh, and the Magic were able to take advantage of those uh, time and time again. This was an incredibly balanced effort. Uh, Frank Vogel said he was going to use his rotation. Uh, about how he wants it at the beginning of the season, and the Magic did not disappoint there. Uh, everyone played about, all all the starters played about 30 minutes. Nikola Vucevic, the only one that comes in under 30. Uh, it's an overtime game, of course, um, so you, know, you have some added minutes there too. But everyone seemed to deliver exactly how you want to deliver. Let's run through these stat lines real fast. Evan Fournier with 24 points, 8 for 18 shooting, uh, 4 steals on the game. Nikola Vucevic, 12 points, 4 for 13 shooting, uh, 12 rebounds. He struggled a little bit with his jump shot. He's, I think, settling a little too much for his jump shot. I'd like to see him get in, get in the paint a little bit more. Uh, but Vucevic came through with some big shots and big plays when the Magic needed them. Aaron Gordon looked healthy for the first time all preseason. Uh, he obviously had, that ga- had those days off. And even after the game, he said, there are bigger things to come. But Gordon looked comfortable. He looked aggressive. He looked uh, a-, a lot better. I mean, he tried a t- crazy tomahawk. Over Pelicans defender missed the dunk, but that was a it was a great move in the open court and, and just had that feeling of oh oh Aaron's back. Now, Seventeen points, five rebounds, seven for sixteen shooting, two for four from beyond the arc. A solid effort uh, from Aaron. Good defense, especially from him as well. And I'll get a little bit more into the defense in just a moment. Alfred Payton again. I think he was the star of the night. Seven for fourteen shooting, two for five from beyond the arc, twelve assists. Had six turnovers, still a bit of a problem, but a lot of those came in the first half. Uh, it took him a while to get into the rhythm of the game, but uh, like last year, like so many times last year, when Alfred Payton is playing well, the Magic are a significantly better team. He gets into the he gets into the paint really well. He probed the defense really well. Was making passes, maybe a little too risky at times, uh, but was 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 aggressive. I mean, he was just simply aggressive. He wasn't stopping. He was moving around. Uh, the Magic still have to kind of learn some things offensively playing with each other, uh, but it's Peyton makes the defense work, makes them think about him, and, and that's a huge step forward for him from last year. And then finally, Serge Ibaka, 18 points, 9 for 20 shooting, 9 rebounds. Gets a little shot happy at times, but a, a solid effort from Ibaka. You add it all up, the Magic do pick up the win. Number one thing, I think most important thing uh, from this game, uh, and... Uh, especially since all the starters played it, but how they did it is also interesting, or at least uh, at least tells us a lot about this team. The first half, the Magic really came out lifeless. I think that is uh, something that we can't that that just can't be denied. The Pelicans did whatever they wanted. Anthony Davis had thirty three points. Uh, most of that came in the first half. They lost contact with him. He made some tough shots. Vogel admitted that. Ibaka I thought played some good defense early, but. 
it felt like the Magic got discouraged by it. Uh, they got discouraged by how many shots they were making and, and, and all that. And it affected their offense and it affected their defense. Their mood just seemed to, to, to decrease. They weren't playing with urgency. They weren't playing with much energy. Uh, and it was a huge, huge thing. And if there's one thing we learned from this game is the Magic need to play with energy or they are a really bad basketball team. Uh, they're still getting on the same page. Defensively, uh, Aaron Gordon said the first half they weren't communicating particularly well. Uh, certainly there were some guys left open as they were trying to figure out who was supposed to cover who. Uh Offensively, especially, you could really see the kind of how out of sync players were. Uh, they were running into each other a lot, and I mean literally, guys running into each not not literally running into each other, but running into each other's space. I mean, if you know anything about offense, um, especially a motion based offense, uh, you're supposed to kind of clear the area uh, where someone's trying to drive, or or if someone's trying to get to an open area, you don't also go to that open area. And time and time again, players would drive toward other toward teammates. And the teammates wouldn't clear. I mean, I think the, the end of the first quarter, this this drove me nuts. They ran a pick and roll with Evan Fournier uh, at the top of the key, but Jeff Green was standing at the elbow extended uh, at the top at, at the top of the wing, and it just cramped Evan Fournier. He was trying to get to his left, and there's no way he could because Green didn't cut through to to clear out the side, or someone didn't cut through to clear out that side and, and give. Uh, Fournier the lane or the option at least to to take the pick that Biombo was giving him to the right or to, to deny the pick and go to the left. Um, really bad play design. Uh, something I think the team is still getting down. The, the offense, it doesn't run very smooth. But this Magic team shot 42.6% from the floor and still won the game. And the big reason, and the, and the reason for that is their defense. They came out in the second half and played a significantly better defensive game. As, as I noted, they had a, a much higher, a much better defensive rating, like an elite level defensive rating. I mean, this was a game that showed us the two sides of the Magic, and uh, the second half is a good side, the, the kind of side that that makes you believe this team can make the playoffs, that they can beat anybody if they play like they did in the second half. For the most part, I mean, there were parts of the second half where they didn't play particularly well, but if they play like they did in the second half with the energy, the urgency, the physicality, if they play like that uh, for an entire game, they're going to win it. Uh, it's just plain and simple. They're going to win that game. Uh, and so the Magic had to find it. They had to find that urgency, and, and they found it, and it was very, very encouraging, especially for the last preseason game, that this is something. This is a level that the Magic can reach, and if they can reach this level, they can be very, very good. I think every small success builds confidence in your group, and we'll highlight that, and we'll show the things we did well and why, why we came out on top tonight. It's a preseason game. It doesn't count. It doesn't matter. But, you know, for us to compete and, you know, figure it out, figure a game out and, and do whatever it takes to get over the hump uh, was definitely a positive. And that's very much the approach that, that Coach Frank Vogel there takes. He, he, he said, you know, they're going to teach, they're going to learn things from that first half and, and certainly maybe a video session very similar to Tuesday's game. But they do want to highlight and accentuate the positive. And, you know, I, I've been big this preseason saying I want them to be better today than they were the last day. The Magic put in their best preseason performance of the preseason uh, in their final game. Uh, We've been waiting all preseason, all month long, to see the Magic put together a long stretch of sustained good play. And they did that in the second half and overtime of Thursday's game. So it's a good place for the preseason to lead off. Uh, Certainly still some questions, though, as the Magic enter the regular season. And I think a good way to begin answering those questions 
is by reviewing what we learned during the preseason. What what are the big takeaways from the preseason? Uh, number one, and I think this is the, the the place we have to start is defense is really hard. You can't just throw in Serge Ibaka, throw in Bismack Biombo, and have a good defense. Uh, the uh, the best way to describe this is that Atlanta game in the second quarter. Ibaka and Biombo were just tearing things up. They're blocking everything in sight. They looked formidable. Formidable. And in the first half, the Magic had a, had a point eight points gave up point eight points per possessions, about eighty points points per one hundred possessions. In the second half, the story was completely different. They gave up about one hundred six point seven points per one hundred possessions when they were on the floor together. And obviously, small sample size, uh, but the Magic weren't able to to replicate that success. It still takes a team effort to play very good defense in the NBA, uh, and for this team. It's not simply, at you know, add rim protector, create defense. That's not how this works. Uh, and so, uh, defense is going to be a continuing process. It's got to be a mindset. It's got to be a habit. And uh, the Magic continually talk, we want to be a top five defense. We want to be a top ten defense. It's going to take a lot of effort to do so. It's going to take a lot of work. It's going to take um, a lot of mentality, and Thursday's game is a perfect example of that. In, in the first half, they didn't have the mentality. They didn't have the want to. Uh, they didn't have the execution to do it. In the second half, it it just clicked. Um, it seemed to really come together, uh, and the team played at an extraordinarily high level uh, and looked as good as we imagine this defense can be. And this defense, as they showed on, on Thursday, can be very, very good. Number two, the next thing we learned is that this is, like like I kind of hinted at in number one, is still going to be a work in progress. Um, and it's going to be a work in progress for a number of reasons. Uh, the big reason, the big storyline throughout this camp is uh, injuries. Um, the injuries to Alfred Payton, to Serge Ibaka, and Aaron Gordon put them behind the eight ball a little bit. And Frank Vogel has said and admitted that they're probably not where they want to be uh, as a unit because those guys are still getting integrated into play. Uh, and specifically Aaron Gordon. Um, Aaron Gordon has a lot of pressure, has a lot of focus and attention put on him, uh, and he hasn't been able to play at full strength. Uh, Thursday's game was a great example of what Aaron Gordon can do when he's at full strength. He was hitting pull-up jumpers pretty comfortably and confidently. Uh, He was getting out in transition, and and when he's in the open floor, he's as good as any player uh, on the Magic. He's probably one of the better ball handlers in the open floor, for the Magic because of his speed and power and his athleticism just allows him to get to the basket uh, pretty easily and to finish over defenders. Uh, the Magic just have not seen their full complement out there. Uh, and so they finally got to on Thursday and it looked bad at times and it looked very, very good at times. Uh, that's going to be a continuing process. The Magic will have them back out there again Wednesday. Uh, they won't have Biombo, but uh, likely won't have Biombo, I should say. Uh, but... The Magic will have their full complement out there. They'll be able to see exactly who they are, and that's something they haven't been able to see in the preseason. So very much this is a team that's still coming together, still learning each other, still getting the finer points of their offense and their defense down, and so it's hard to make any clear and firm judgments about this team other than to speak still in generalities. It's going to take some time for the team to continue to grow and for everything to really click the way that that they need to. Uh, the next, the next big takeaway, it for me at least, is the Magic are deeper, but not that much deeper. Um, I think we saw uh, throughout this preseason what happens when the Magic are down a couple of key players. Um, Frank Vogel said he wanted to rest players. 
excuse me, he doesn't believe in playing all of his players for every preseason game. Uh, disagree or agree or disagree with that philosophy. That's that's how he runs things. That last preseason game he uses as a dress rehearsal to test out his rotation and used a nine-man rotation in this game. DJ Augustin, Bismack, Biombo, Mario Azonia, and Jeff Green. Surprisingly, Azonia only took one shot tonight. I felt like he took more. Um, so excuse excuse me for that aside. Uh, but uh, you take out Bismack, Miyambo, for, for instance, from that rotation like they're going to have to do on Wednesday, and the options look really thin uh, on replacing him and, and figuring out how to jumble the lineup. It feels like, like I said on yesterday's podcast, this is a team with a very small margin for error. It's a team that uh, is still figuring itself out and still figuring out how uh, how all the pieces fit and, and, and what roles are going to be and who can step up and, and play a larger role than maybe they have before. Um, there's a lot of those guys on this roster. So if you take one of those guys away, um, you know, the Magic have depth, but not great depth. I don't I don't anticipate Arinze Onowaku making the roster um, to play on Wednesday. I, you know, maybe we see, see Steven Zimmerman, but... On Tuesday, on Tuesday when Zimmerman was in and Sunday when Onowaku was in, they both really, really struggled to protect the rim. Uh, and that rim protection is a big part of the defense the Magic want to run. Uh, Vucevic is better defensively. I think, I think I've said that numerous times. Uh, he is a better defender, but he is not a rim protector, and teams know that, and they still attack him. Number four, having mentioned the rim protection, the big the, one of the big takeaways on, on the defensive end is the Magic still need perimeter defense. They, they are not going to go very far without perimeter defense. Uh, throughout the first half of Thursday's game, I thought the Magic's interior defense was fine. I thought Ibaka, Vucevic, Biombo were all doing their jobs pretty well. They were helping, they are stepping up and helping and trying their best to recover. The plain fact is, though, if guards are constantly letting players pass them and into the paint, who's helping the helper? Who's helping the backside? If someone's helping the backside, who's getting back out to the three-point shooter? You're constantly putting stress on a defense if you don't take care of your man on the perimeter, and this continues to be a problem. Vogel, it seems like, likes to have his guards try and dig out and cl- and then rush out to close out the three-point line. I, I think the Magic will give up some three-pointers this year. Uh, but getting Alfred Payton to, to keep his man in front of him, something he really struggled with last year, struggled a lot in the first quarter, was a little bit better uh, in the second half about that, and it was a big reason why the Magic's defense turned around. Uh it's it it to me. It's more about the physicality. That was the big difference to me between the first and second half on Thursday. Was the physicality? You could see, you know, Evan Fournier, Aaron Gordon, Alfred Payton really getting up into guys. Really, you know, like you could you could see that they were roughhousing a little bit. Not not fouling, but being very very physical and being intense. And that makes an offense uncomfortable. Uh, makes it harder for them to operate. Uh, provides a little bit of a hindrance. That's the kind of intensity the Magic will need from their perimeter defenders. They can't rely solely on the rim protection to bail them out. It's there if they need it, but it can't be the primary weapon. And so that's going to be a big storyline to watch for this Magic. It's not how the, the back line does, how Ibaka and Vucevic do. It's how Fournier, Payton, and Gordon do as defenders. The final takeaway I have from preseason is, I'll end this on a light, on a good note. I do believe there is a playoff team in this Orlando Magic group. We've saw, we've seen enough flashes of just dominance on the defensive end. We saw what they did on Thursday. The offense is going to be shaky, but that defense can be very, very good. It's going to be a question of consistency, whether they can be consistent, uh, whether they can be consistent defensively, night in, night out, provide the same intensity, the same attention to detail, the same 
communication, the same physicality. If they can do that every night, they can be a really good defense. And if they're a really good defense, they are a potential playoff team. No doubt about The first half does exist, though. That first half team is there. And that first half team is not a playoff team. That first half team is going to the lottery and probably getting a top five pick. So there is, it's it, it it's like this team is sitting on a knife's edge. And it's all up to them whether they they put in the kind of effort they need, whether they put in uh, the intensity that they need to fall on that playoff side rather than the, the lottery-bound team side. It, it, this, like I've always said, like I've been saying all summer, this team is in a very precarious situation uh, and it's going to be an ongoing struggle for them to, to, to get to the level that, that they need to be. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. All right, it is the end of the week, and that means it is time for our weekly mini mailbag. Uh, remember, send your questions in to Locked On Magic. Use the hashtag Locked On Magic, as well as the uh, as well as sending the questions to me on Twitter at OmagicDaily. I'll take a look at some of my favorite questions uh, and uh, answer them for you on the show. Let me pull out my mailbag right here, real fast. Make sure I have my questions loaded up. Okay, let's start with this one. It's from Tyler Barreto at underscore Tyler Barreto 12. He asks, what are the Magic missing to take the next step that guarantees the playoffs? What player would fit the best? I think the big thing the Magic are missing still is kind of a bona fide star. I mean, I think it's very evident that this team's going to struggle on the offensive end. They just don't have a guy that can create his own offense and create offense for others. Alfred Payton can create offense for others, but the jump shot's still a concern. He's not a star. Um, I think the Magic need a guy that defenses have to game plan for and have to respect and can still beat that defense. Um, Vogel likes to talk a lot about Paul George and what he did with Paul George and how he developed Paul George. That's that's obviously uh, his experience. That's obviously... uh, what he has uh, has played with and and knows how to how to use uh, in, in his lineups, uh, but you know the Magic don't have that guy, and I think that's a big difference. I think they think Aaron Gordon can maybe become that guy, become a guy that can break guys down off the dribble uh, and be a little bit more of a playmaker. Uh, I don't know if he'll quite get to that level. He's certainly not going to get to Paul George levels, uh, but. The Magic just need a guy, and this is a this is an analogy that I use a lot. It's a Reggie Jackson analogy. They need a guy that stirs the drink. Uh, right now, they're a motion passing based offense, and and that's good. You want that. You want those kind of offenses, but you also want a guy at the end of the game that's gonna break down a defense and, and get you a good shot. Or when your offense is stuck, that can say, "I'm gonna put you guys on my back for a little while, uh, and, and I'm gonna keep pace with the other team." Um, the Magic don't really have that, and it's hard to find those guys, and it's hard to say who's on the market um, that's going to move the needle for this team. I mean, I think the Magic are kind of caught where they are right now. See what Aaron Gordon becomes. See if Alfred Payton can take a step up. See what Evan Fournier can be as a bigger option in the offense. See what Serge Ibaka can be 
as a bigger option in the offense. It's going to be kind of laissez-faire in filling that role, but I think the Magic need an all-star. They need a guy uh, that's that's recognized throughout the league as someone that that they have to have to respect, and and that's going to be a big thing for the Magic uh, as as they continue to develop and as they move on. Uh, this is a question from last week from Kent at KCross thirteen seventeen. Totally hypothetical. If the Magic snuck in as a seventh seed for the playoffs, which team would you want to see them play in the first round? Uh, I'm guessing that's assuming the uh, uh, assuming that the Cleveland Cavaliers take the top seed. Um, I, I guess I'll, I'll I'll take that assumption, um, but uh, I don't know who actually quite yet. Um, you know, I've watched a lot of the preseason games this year, uh, and I still don't have a good feel for who this team is. And a lot of that's because of the lack of consistency uh, that the Magic have played with, to be frank. Um, I think that it's been a, a really tough road for this team to figure out who they are and uh, and what they're trying to do each, each game or each time out. Um, you know, I'm looking at who I think is going to make the playoffs, uh, which teams do I think they match up well with uh, That if they were to get the 17. And if it's, we're talking the 17, I guess we're talking Toronto-Boston. I guess I'd rather see Toronto. I, I still take Toronto to win that series probably relatively easily because I'm a big Toronto fan. Uh, but Toronto is the kind of team the Magic would match up well with, I think. Uh, Vogel knows how to defend them. Uh, Lowry and DeRozan have had their problems in the preseason or in the in the uh, in the playoffs before. Uh, that to me seems like a team the Magic uh, would want would would be okay seeing. Uh, but again, don't bet on the Magic winning that series. Don't bet on the Magic uh, doing anything with that. Let's let's get to the playoffs first, and then we'll worry about the Magic uh, matchup. I, I don't think the Magic are in a position. And Magic fans are in a position to angle for who do we want to see in the playoffs? Like we're we're not we're not at that stage yet. That's 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 a long way away. But if you're making me pick one, I'm gonna say Toronto. I think that uh, they are a little bit easier to isolate. Uh, their bigs aren't as aren't as uh, dangerous. Um, you know, Biombo probably knows that team better than anybody. Vucevic has done well against Jonas Valanciunas before. Uh, they're they're compared often. Um, containing those guards would be tough, but. Um, I think the Magic have the have the ability and the bigs to to do that and, and to keep them out of the paint and force them to take those difficult jumpers that that they missed a lot during the playoffs this past year. Um, last question I'll answer here: um, Ringo at Magic Man eight sixteen asks, not sure if you wrote your mail ba- mailing piece yet. I haven't. It's coming. I promise. Uh, but I like to know if it's too soon to be worried about Gordon and Hizonia. Uh Aaron Gordon and Mario Hizonia had two. Very different preseasons, very difficult preseasons in many ways. I don't have my cumulative stats on hand, uh, but the stats weren't necessarily that good for them. Uh, I do have my Thursday stats. Aaron Gordon, 17.7 for 16, shooting 2 for 4. From beyond the arc, 5 rebounds. He looked a lot better. Um, I'm less worried about Aaron Gordon than than anyone else. Um, I thought he looked regular season ready today, and I was not expecting that. Um, I think Vogel's kind of kept his expectations low for what Gordon can bring him because he's still nursing that ankle injury. He's still coming back. But you can begin to see that jump and that explosiveness explosiveness coming back on Thursday. So I think with Gordon, it's a matter of him getting his health back, 
getting back to full health and and being ready for the load that he's going to have to take. Um, I'm not worried about Aaron Gordon at all. I think he'll find a fit. I think he'll have big games. I think he'll, he'll take his turn like everyone else having a big game, especially um, if the Magic get out and transition more. He'll be much more effective. Uh, and defensively, he's he's the best perimeter defender the Magic have. So I, I, don't, I don't think that's... Uh, I, I'm not worried about Aaron Gordon at all. I think he, he's, got, he's ready to make a, a big leap to at least be a consistent starter for the team. Mario Hizonia, on the other hand, I... I am a little worried about um, it's it's preseason, so I don't want to put too much emphasis on it. Um, his stat line uh, on Thursday was two points, two for four from the foul line, zero for one. Uh, just a very kind of invisible game for Mario. And, and typically throughout the preseason, he hasn't had invisible games. He's shot a lot and he's missed a lot. Um, a lot of those shots were open. It's he he doesn't seem to have a rhythm yet. He doesn't. He still seems to be understanding where he fits. Uh, but the biggest thing for me is his defense is just it's just not there. Uh, he's he's chasing guys. He's going for steals. He's getting jab stepped out of position. Uh, he's just not where he needs to be defensively uh, to help this team right now. And he's 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 a constant liability on that end. And. That's got to change, and it's and, and he's shown flashes of it. He's shown flashes where he's making the right plays defensively. He's he's really working hard, getting down, and and he knows that's something he needs to work on. That's something that he said he needs to work on. That's something that certainly Scott Skiles said last week that he last year that he needs to work on. That last week, um, but the preseason was not an encouraging one for Mario Hazonia. There's there's no way around it. It was just not a good preseason for Mario Hazonia. We expect a lot more from him. He was the fifth pick in a very loaded draft. The Magic passed on a lot of guys that could probably help them, you know, pretty more immediately. Um, you know, a lot of people throw Devin Booker at me. Uh, I think, you know, I, I, have, I have a hot take on Devin Booker, but, uh, you know, even a Justice Winslow or a Stanley Johnson uh, would really fit this team's identity even without their jump shoot, even without the jump shooting ability that Hazonia has. Right now, Hazonia is struggling to make shots, struggling to make open shots, and really struggling on the defensive end. And, and that's all got to change if he's going to have a role with the Magic this year. Otherwise, they're going to look for someone else that can do it. Right now, Hazonia's got the opportunity. I think Vogel is giving him some freedom to, to do things, and he just it just hasn't clicked for him yet. And I, I, get, I get the feeling with a lot of what the Magic are doing that it's just going to click. And I think I saw a little bit of a Thursday. They made a play, and it was the right play, and then they just kept doing that over and over again. And it just clicked. And you could see it kind of avalanche and build. It's like when a team makes a lot of shots. It seems to be contagious. I think when the Magic make defensive plays, it's going to be contagious for them. Um, and, and so it's just about this team is still coming together. And Mario has kind of suffered for it. Um, he, I think he maybe needed some continuity, um, needed some comfort. And, and he's been taken out of his comfort zone a little bit too much. That will do it for me today on Locked on Magic. I want to thank everyone for listening. The preseason is finally, finally over. We'll get this weekend. Magic will practice uh, throughout the weekend, take Monday off. They'll have Tuesday and then Wednesday. It's the beginning of the the 2017 Orlando Magic season. So get hyped. Thank you again for listening to Locked on Magic this week. I do appreciate all the listens, all the responses. Uh, Truly appreciate it. Make sure you... Leave us a review on iTunes. Let everyone else know uh, what you think of the show. Uh, tell them why it's so great to listen to. And then tell your buddies to listen to. We, we appreciate all all the love on iTunes, Audio Boom, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, wherever, wherever you find us. Uh, we appreciate it. 
Everyone have a fantastic weekend. The preseason's over. The regular season is almost here. We're ready for some real basketball. We're ready for things to get started. We're ready to see if this Magic team can deliver. I'm excited. I hope you're excited too. Have a great weekend. This is for Philip Rossenreich of Locked On Magic. Thanks for listening. I'll see you all on Monday. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.